What's up? What's up? What's up? How y'all doing? Hope you had a good week. I hope that you had a good weekend. I hope you did something productive. I hope you relaxed a little bit. Um, had a little bit of fun, whatever that looks like for you. We are back. And this is the season five premiere. Season five, y'all. We have made it five seasons. I want to say that they've been long seasons, but they haven't. They actually go by fairly quick. So this is season five. Welcome to season five. Uh, Introduce myself. My name is Mia Laree, and I am your wonderful, wonderful host, i.e. mother of all things weird. For those of you that are new, welcome to the world of weird. Welcome to the family. For those of you that are not new and you are returning, welcome home, my darlings. And it is a brand new season, and I'm super excited. Um, And if you missed last season, um, we had some exciting announcements. Uh, Let's see. One announcement, the announcement that I did give is uh, we are going to be having some merchandise pretty soon starting in the new year. So be on the lookout for that. Um, starting probably late January, we're going to be having uh, some merchandise for you all. So if you haven't, follow, follow, follow me on IG at Weirdest Podcast. My handle is at Weirdest Podcast. You can find me there. Everything will be dropping. You'll be able to catch up, see what it is, what it looks like, what we got, what we don't got. Um, and that'll be the area for you to support your girl. Um, so that's what that's going to be. So that was the huge announcement that I gave in season four um, in the in the finale um, is that we will be having merchandise coming soon, coming soon, coming soon. Um, so check out for that. And then I did mention that there's going to be some super huge announcements that are going to be happening. That'll be coming out February. All right. So be on the lookout for that. February, the big, big announcement will be coming. I know it's kind of early, but what is a good announcement without being kept on your toes, right? So February, be on the lookout for the huge announcement for everything. Um, January, be on the lookout for merchandise that'll be coming out. We'll be having some shirts and some hoodies, some sweatshirts, um, and all the good things. So be on the lookout for that. Um, So that is, if you missed it, you know, that that's what the big announcement was ending our season four coming into season five. Normally we like to, uh, normally I like to take a break in between seasons, but I wanted to make sure that we ended season five before the new year. So, um, that's what we're doing. So we are rolling through back to back, um, seasons and that is okay because, that's okay. Um, I'm going to have some a little bit longer of a break once the new year hits because your girl um, is starting classes. Uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, your girl is a Howard University Bison, y'all. So classes are going to be starting at the beginning of January. Um, so I'm going to be taking a little bit of a longer break. So I wanted to make sure that I gave y'all season five before the year ended. And that's what we're going to do. So 
We're going to get started. And as you know, I love to start every season with the get to know your host. My handy dandy book is here with me. I got a book for those of you that um, don't know and are new. I have this book and it is 3000 questions about me. So I'm going to randomly flip through the book and I'm going to land on a question and I'm going to answer the question for you. And it's going to be a little way to get to know your host. So we're flipping, we're flipping, we're flipping. Uh, Let's see. The very first question is question 666. I need to be marking off these questions so I can keep track of which ones I answer, which ones I don't. Um, This question says, what do you make way what do you make way more complicated than it has to be? <laughs> First of all, why are you all in my business? Okay. Um, what do I make way more complicated than what it has to be? Honestly, I'm going to be honest with you. I feel like um, one of the things that I can think of off top is when my daughter asks me questions. I feel like my answer even though it shouldn't, even though the, the, the question itself is not a complicated question. Um, I always, I feel like I always have to make the answer complicated only because I don't know how to give a straight shy answer. Um, and so I'd be having to give like backstory and explanations and verifications and all types of unnecessary things. And what ends up happening is at the end of my long answer, I end up saying, asking her, does that make sense? And, and nine times out of 10, I feel like it don't make, it makes enough sense for her to get the gist, but it don't. And so I feel like my answers, and it's always been that way. Cause one of the things that I, that I tell people, I don't know how to communicate with children. That's never, that is not my specialty. Um, I don't know how people do it. That's the reason why I would tell people I can't work in elementary school because kids be asking some of the darnest questions and you just be sitting there looking like, huh? Flabbergasted. And then you be trying to answer the question age appropriately and not just brush them off. But then you be like, the only way to answer this in an age appropriate manner it's a ring around the rosy and then fall in the middle. So, yeah. Answering children questions um, are way more complicated than what they should be when it comes to me. So, um, <laughs> there is that answer. Uh, let's see. Question 1492. Do you think you could ever be a firefighter? Why or why not? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. And I'm going to tell you why. Because the question asked, why or why not? Because they have to carry heavy stuff. And um, I can't do that. Um, I feel like the academy that they have to go through is extensive. Have I ever seen it? Nope. Oh, no, I'm not going to say that. I've seen pieces of it. Um, I know the uniform is mad heavy. And then to think of the fact that like, you got to be strong enough to not only carry the uniform in which you're wearing, the equipment in which you have, um, then maybe a body or two. And, uh, you know, you're dealing with, 
You're dealing with heat. The answer is no. <laughs> uh, I No. Uh, it is not for me. And the funny part about it is, you want to know the funny part about it, all of this. I always felt like the police and fire academies were very difficult. And to think that I convinced myself that I would be okay with going through a police academy um, blows me. But never in my life will I ever consider a firefighter academy. Um, Because I just can't do it. And there are things that I am okay with um, with and and my weaknesses. And being a firefighter is one of them. On to the next question. These don't have no substance like the other episodes have. Um, let me see. Um, question 1,625. If you could do one thing for somebody and there was no limitation, what would it be? Wow. If I could do one thing for somebody. If I could do one thing for someone and there was no limitation, what would it be? That's a difficult question. Um... So one of the things that I have learned about myself, um, and excuse my language, I have Captain Sabaho tendencies. And uh, for those of you that don't know, I work in education and my preferred group of kids are high schoolers um, and young adults. So um, youth and young adults are my specialty. And I seem to always navigate or find myself drawn, either drawn to or they're drawn to me are the troubled ones. And so I would love to, if I could, um, create, like have a big old house almost like a, like a, a frat or sorority house that houses youth, uh, as they're going through. Um, I've mentored, and I know this, I know the question asks for someone in particular, but I always find myself in a position where I run into or meet a young person that's in, not like, basic need, but in like real life circumstances type of in need. And, um, I always want to help them take them in and be there for them, um, in ways that I just usually never have the capacity to do so. Um, and my heart always aches because I always feel very limited with the resources and the help that I can give. Um, even though the efforts that I do give, I know that they're always appreciated, but I always feel like I could or should be doing more. So to answer that question, I would I would love to house and take care of and mentor youth and young adults that are really going through some things. Um, 
And that that's really that's really what I would do. I feel like that just got real serious. <laughs> um, but I mean it it for me that hits different because I've worked with um so many young adults that when I say like they're really going through stuff, like they're really, really going through stuff. Um and my heart breaks every time I run into a situation like that. Like, uh, I remember I worked at a high school and I had a student who was getting ready to be kicked out. Um, but he was, so he was like academically like on probation, um, so to speak. Um, but he also was kicked out of his house. Like he got, his mom kicked him out and his dad was like, yeah, you can't come here. So he was homeless. And I felt so helpless. I felt absolutely helpless because I was like, yeah, I can't bring you into my house. One, because you're you're a student and I'm a faculty member. Um, so that's not going to work. Um, and two, just living circumstances. I just, I wouldn't have been able to. Um, so, yeah. To answer that question, um, if I could do one thing for someone where there were no limitations, what would it be? It would be that I would have a big old house where I could house, I always call them my babies. I would house them and bring them in and help them out the best way that I could. All right, let's get something funny. Um, let's see. Um, I'm just going to pick a question. Is that everyone know? Do, question 203, do you sing in the shower? Who don't sing in the shower? Who don't? <laughs> I've always had roommates for the last few years. Um. So I don't sing in the shower as much as I used to, but let me be, let me be in my own spot by myself, baby. You couldn't pay me to stop singing. You hear me? Singing loud, singing proud, singing loud, singing proud. Um, (laughs) oh, but if you know me, you know that I'll sing anywhere to be honest. Um, (laughs) I would sing anywhere. All right. Next question. Uh, question 2,986. Have you ever cheated at a test? Have I ever cheated on a test? Yes, I have. Um, what test? I don't quite remember. Hmm. I think, I think it was, I think I might have cheated on a biology test when I was in college, um, working on my associate's degree. Um, because, yeah, not because, but I think that was the test that I, um, um, that I cheated on. 
All right. Um, let's see. Oh, another question of substance, 2,457. What was a specific turning point in your life? Mm. A specific turning point in my life, I'm going to tell you. (laughs) There were a lot of turning points in this particular point in my life. Um, But I'm going to talk about this one in particular. So back in 2015, um, so the year or two, so the academic year, 2015 to 2000, 2015, 2016 was a turning point in my life. Okay. Um, and so actually, actually, let me, I'm gonna take that back that, well, I mean, yes and no. So spring of 2015, um, start over. Spring of 2016, okay? So the year 2016, yeah. The year 2016 was a pivotal point in my life. Um, at the time, I was working on my associate's degree. Um, fall of 2015, I um, was a part, well, um, the, the school year actually... Um, the so 2015 to 2017 while I was doing my associate's degree I was a part of a program called Emoja. Emoja is a statewide um organization in, in the state of California that is in the California community college systems. Um and it is a program <clears throat> an ac- academic program um that you can be a part of that assists you in your time in the community college system and assist you transferring to a university. Okay. Um, so during that, during those two years, I was a part of the Emoja program. Now, 2000, spring of 2016, I was, we had created like a club, um, under the program on campus. Uh, so that way other students could, become like a part of, could be affiliated to us without actually being in the program, right? Um, So if you don't know clubs on campus, they have to have officers um, that run it. So like president, vice president, uh, secretary, treasurer, the whole shebang. Um, And we also have like a representative, I I believe. Um, So very quickly, okay, without further, without prior conversation, and um and all the things i was put in place of presidency how i have no idea actually i'm gonna tell you how um the advisor uh, that was over the club and that he was the person that was actually over the um the program on the campus we were walking through the counseling department one day and he had told one of his colleagues, like he introduced me and was like, hey, this is Leah, president of Emoja Club. Excuse me, sir, what? Come back again? And she she looked at me and I looked at her and we smiled real big and shook hands and I'm introducing myself. Hey, how you doing? And then as we left out of that lady's office and we walked back down the hallway, I look at him and I said, wait a minute. Um, when was we going to discuss this? He was like, we just did. No, sir. What? Anywho. (laughs) 
um, that quickly evolved. And when I say quickly, I mean quickly. Um, and what ended up happening was through that, I somehow became the voice of the black community on my college campus. Um, now for some geographical statistics, actually it's not statistics, but, um, the campus was majority Hispanic because of the location, um, of the campus. So it wasn't too many of us colored folk, um, i.e. black people, uh, the campus was majority Hispanic. So somehow I had become the voice of the black community on campus. Um, and quickly gained a reputation, positive reputation, but um, <laughs> needless to say, reputation. Um, during that time, that was in the height of Black Lives Matter and conversations around police brutality. Uh, the student, the a student body president on campus, um, started a movement on camp, like kind of brought Black Lives Matter movement to the campus, opened up a lot of platforms for conversation around police brutality and things of the sorts. Uh, now, um, and I quickly got involved with her because we had partnered together in many aspects of uh, events and conversations that were being had on campus, which led me to becoming one of the people that um, the president of the campus became heavily in contact with um, surrounding things about. Um, you know, just on campus and things like that. So I quickly, quickly gained a reputation on campus. Like I had said, I became pinpoint. Um, but I also not only, you know, uh, gained a reputation, but I gained a level of influence, um, a level of influence that I never thought would be um, or that we would have, that I would ever have. Uh, and so there were a lot of things that I was able to establish on that campus. And because of that, um, I, I always revel at the fact that I can say that I left my footprint on, on something. Um, I created a blueprint of something. I was able to help establish something, um, and in turn did establish something, um, and so that's one of the things that I, um, I had a lot, of, I have a lot of pride in, um, knowing that I was able to not only be in a position where my life was changed forever, but I was also in a position to change other people's lives, you know, other people's lives, whether that was through, uh, mentorship, um, whether that was through, you know, being at uh, an event, um, somebody reading something that I had said or a quote of mine in the school's newspaper um, or, you know, anything of the sorts. Uh, one of the things that I was able to do was solidify um, Black graduation on our campus, uh, which I love um, that we were able to do that. Uh, I was able to be in so many different, um, I was able to help so many different students across the board um, in different areas, different aspects, and I just love that. So, um, so that really, that moment in time, the year of 2016, 
the leader in me was awoken. Um, and I was able to, I was able to walk in that. And, and I always love to take people with me when I, when I succeed, I want people to succeed around me too. So I, I'm glad that I was able to experience that. And it definitely shaped who I am today for sure. For sure. Okay. Um, so yeah. <laughs> All right. I think I got time for one more question. Um, let's see. Um, yo, let me see. All right, question 1,758. Is your dad an embarrassing dancer? (laughs) Absolutely, yes, he was. Um, When my dad was alive, he was a two-stepper. He wasn't a dancer. And and I would not... Listen. Um, (laughs) And the funny part about it is my god dad, too, he also is an embarrassing dancer. Um, He's also a two-stepper. God bless their souls, both of them. (laughs) Uh, I I, I will say though, I wish that my dad was still alive because I would love to see how um, my father-daughter dance would be once I got married. I would would love to see that. Um, I not know he would try. He would, he would do his absolute best um, for his munchkin. And I would absolutely love that. And I would appreciate it. But good heavens, it would not be like what people do today where they be having like these hip hop routines and all. Because ain't no way. Ain't no way that I'm going to let my dad get out there and dance like that. You couldn't pay me. Not 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 even close because he had no rhythm. Um, and that's okay. <laughs> Love them all the same. <laughs> Woo! Well, that's that. All right, y'all. Well, I hope that you enjoyed um getting to know me just a tad bit. Um yeah. We I'm gonna be having uh a we'll be breezing through this season, um, per usual, like we always do. And, um, and, uh, get the ball rolling, getting prepared for holiday season. Okay. Getting prepared for, um, for, first of all, let's make this clear. It is Christmas time. You're, you're, it's Christmas time. Okay. Um, I know that it's November 7th, but it's Christmas time. So go ahead. We're getting prepared for Thanksgiving though. Okay. Turkey, turkey, gobble, gobble. All the same. But. It's Christmas time, okay? Um, so we're getting ready for the holidays, y'all. Um, and we still gonna have we still gonna have uh episodes all the way through, I believe the last Monday of the year is the twenty-sixth. Yes, we're gonna be having I will go through all the way until December twenty-sixth. So I will see y'all next week, bright and early at seven PM 
Monday evening. Okay. That's 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Okay. Um, and if you haven't told somebody, go and tell somebody that you love them. But before you do that, if you haven't told yourself, go tell yourself that you love yourself. Stand in the mirror and tell yourself that you love yourself. Love thyself. Because if you don't love you, can't nobody else love you. But I'm going to love you regardless. Yeah? All right. I love y'all. Have a productive week. Do something life-changing, as I've said for the last few weeks. Do something life-changing this week. Um, I want to hear all about it. Once again, follow your girl on IG at weirdest podcast okay that's at weirdest podcast follow your girl hit me up slide into my dms let's have a little conversation and i'll see y'all next week all right bye